Welcome to Above the Garage. Hi, friends. Welcome to our analysis of Season 2, Episode 9 of Your Honor. Let's do our round of introductions and dive in. Hi, I'm Scarlett. Hi, I'm Raquel. Hi, I'm Kimberly. And I'm Kate. This episode was written by Michael Delzine, or Delzine, I tend to butcher names, and directed by Rosemary Rodriguez. It's the penultimate episode, you guys. It's one of my favorite words, and you can use it so rarely, so I tend to use it a lot today. So, the penultimate episode of season two of Your Honor opens with Michael combing his hair in the mirror. He's come pretty far from Saddam Hussein in a hole to this moment of vanity, and he's looking good. I can't think of a season of television where someone has gradually changed so much in their appearance. They did that really well. Yes, they have. And he cares now about his appearance. Yeah. Anyway, after coming his hair, he's staring into the mirror for a while, clearly thinking about something heavy, giving Olivia Jimmy Baxter, probably. But then we find out it's also the morning of Eugene's trial. And Liz and Fia are going, but Michael, in his words, can't. Liz nicely says she understands and they will represent Adam. What do you, what do you think he means by I can't? Like emotionally or because I got to go get Jimmy for Olivia? Everything. Yeah. He knows what happened. So I'm pretty sure that feels pretty guilty about it. Right. I think he did mean emotionally to them, to Fia and Elizabeth. Uh-huh. I think, yeah. Right. Deep down, it's a lot more than which we find yes. out later in the episode, but he clearly can't be there because he knows a lot and he's yeah. hiding a lot as well. It's kind of funny, like, despite the fact that I, you know, I had almost forgotten that Eugene is on trial for killing Adam because it's like, mm-hmm. been so long since the finale. Like, yeah. I knew Eugene mm-hmm. was going to trial, but I just hadn't really been thinking about Adam much because it's been so long. So, yeah. Yeah. When they had that conversation, I was like, oh, yeah, right. It is about his son being killed. Totally forgot. It's a bit weird, though, because, yeah, you kind of love rooting for Eugene, but like he's also killed Adam. Yeah. It's really fucked up. But I'm fully rooting for Eugene, though. So. Yeah. But yes, it is. He did kill him. Uh, details. Then we go to a matching scene on the Baxter side. Jimmy's not going either, but he's not going because Gina told him not to. And Daddy reminds her that Jimmy is the head of the family. And outside of saying he shouldn't be, she makes it clear she doesn't want to talk about Jimmy. It's interesting to me that Carmine's still, um, you know, like in previous episodes saying, you know, his family, he should be there, like he's head of the family. Right. He's also being sexist. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I originally thought that maybe after last week's episode, um, it's weird because Carmine seems to not like Jimmy, but he also wants him to stick around. But maybe that's just for optics. I don't. Yeah. It's for optics. You know, she can't be divorced. They're very traditional in that way. And the man's got to be the head. So that's. Fine. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else thought this, but the way that she touches men that aren't Jimmy is very strange yeah. to me. Yeah, her dad, the same thing. Same, yeah. Because when they had that, like, scene together in a bedroom or something, I kind of had the same, like, vibes as yeah. her and Carlo. Maybe slightly different, but inappropriate. One drove is the same sort of relationship, and that's where she gets it from. Yeah, yeah. she's weird. Very strange relationship with the men in her family. Uh... Then Lee is getting prepared in a big mirror. There's a lot of introspection and reflection in this penultimate episode. She's obviously really fucking nervous. And so is Eugene <laughs> for good yeah. reason. So she gives him a little pep talk, tells him to walk out there with confidence and don't let them see how scared they really are. But yeah, it was like 
Benji did an amazing job of expressing how scared Eugene was without any words. He didn't speak, right? Not much if he did. Like you said, I thought Benji was really good, but I also thought Carmen was really good in this scene. Um, It stood out to me and I like that shot where she's looking into the, was it a map of New Orleans or something It is a print of a map, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool how we could see her reflection in it as well. And I really like the way he kind of like ties up with like her speech, uh, well, at the beginning of the trial. Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. someone like it's herself against New Orleans and the people in charge. Yeah. Or like the people of New Orleans against the people in charge of New Orleans. So I think that was quite, quite cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that they, they show, you know, that she was genuinely nervous. I mean, there's a lot at, st- at stake. She obviously cares for Eugene. Yeah. I don't think we usually kind of see that side when when we see in tvs and movies like lawyers caring it's just a job like usually they're Mm. just very detached so i thought it was Mm -hmm. very nice to see that she was really really nervous which is also very interesting because she seems very like collected uh during the trial and during her speeches and she crushes the trial like we'll talk about it more but i think she's doing like such a fantastic job oh yeah so yeah doing that through the kind of nerves is like even more amazing and Charlie's at the trial, too. He sits with Liz, who clearly has not been informed by Michael of Charlie's betrayal. I did no. think he'd have told Liz about Charlie's involvement. I guess there hasn't yeah. been a lot of time, maybe. But uh, Fee is, of course, sitting with them, too. But she looks back at her former family <laughs> with a sigh. I like the smile on Carmine's face. It was, mm. it was funny. He's not bothered. He's like, I know she'll come back to me. Yeah, basically. Didn't the judge do say? Is that his name? I wasn't surprised he was a white man. Yeah, true. Do lawyers, lawyers don't get a say on what judge they get, right? No. no. No, I think they can, like, try and recuse the judge, you know, if there's... If there's a reason for it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't like him, they might try anyway, but otherwise, no. While nearly every woman in the show are all at court, Michael and Jimmy are about to embark upon a boy's day. Michael drops into Jimmy's office and asks for a moment to talk and tells him he's not trying to replace Jimmy as his father, and... You just watch Jimmy kind of take this in, and then he invites Michael to go for a ride. And it looks like Michael mm. can't quite tell if this is a threatening offer or not. Same as me. Yeah. But it felt a little like he didn't have a choice, I guess. Yeah. Who wants to get close to him, so that's how... It's perfect, yeah. right? get close to him, yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to say no to that. I love this combo throughout the whole episode. Yeah, me too. I love Jimmy's reaction like to Michael walking in. He's like... Wait, is everything okay? Like, oh, I know. Fia and Rocco, like, why are you here? He's so worried. (laughs) Why do I love him so much? So messed up. (laughs) So messed up. (laughs) I do feel for this guy that, no, I shouldn't. Uh, But yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, Michael's an incredible actor, obviously. Mm -hmm. We're all feeling that way. Yeah. So then it goes straight to them in the car and Olivia, a.k.a. Bestie, texts him asking what's his plan right before Jimmy asks for pictures of Rocco. She's just so annoyingly indiscreet. Like, she's super Why annoying. are you texting him while you know... You know he's in the car with... Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. She's bad at her job in that case, you know? Mm. It's not yeah. only just annoying, it's so stupid. But I was also mm-hmm. disappointed with Michael here because, like, in season one, he's thinks of everything and he's got like a plan basically and instead he just hands him his phone here i'm like you can't just hand him your phone (laughs) 
like i don't know block her or put it on do not disturb or yeah rookie mistake yeah text them to him uh he totally choked and she did indeed text again where are you going um why didn't jimmy ask about that that seemed very suspect to me i would yeah i thought he he knew who's bestie yeah I thought he knew throughout the whole scene in the car. Like, is he really like playing Michael instead of the other way around? But it didn't seem like he did by the end of yeah. the episode. So that was a bit weird. That was really weird to me that he just let that slide. Yeah. Oh, it just made me laugh when, well, you you said, why didn't he text him the photos? But then, like, thinking about it, he, do, he does say he'll text him. But, like, me picturing, like, um, Michael texting Jimmy photos of yeah. the baby is <laughs> yeah. so weird. <laughs> it's funny that like, he doesn't even have his of a number apparently like you think that they would have been in contact at one point it is i like those little things though that you're like oh they don't even have his phone number huh over at the trial we hear jarek's opening as we're looking at eugene's reflection in the table and then eugene watching jarek this is a case about simple revenge not complicated he came to kill carlo aimed at him and killed adam instead and he tells the jury that the defense will try to confuse you to make you feel compassion for this young man, but it's all just meant to distract from the facts. Eugene went to the Baxter Hotel with the intent to kill, and he executed on that intent. Solid, solid opening statement. Mm-hmm. I really like this actor, and I love his voice. I didn't say it last week, but yeah. Damon Gupton. Yeah, I love his. I love him. He's great in this role. Yeah, that, at this point, I didn't really know how... Um, Lee was going to turn it around because I thought they had like such a solid case. Um, yeah. But then yeah, like the fact that we we discussed that earlier that we went back to watch the uh, last episode of the first season and yet right. no one actually sees him. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's so clever the way they've done it because I was so like convinced that like what is she actually going to use to kind of like rebate it? But um, yeah, it's interesting because he was going to stick to facts. I mean, the facts are pretty clear black and white what he did especially the intent that's why he's getting the first degree but then as you say like when she turns it around she's just creating reasonable doubt and she Mm -hmm. has a lot to create reasonable doubt so it's really Mm -hmm. interesting well i think and we were discussing earlier like the fact that it seems like there are no cameras in there maybe just because there's a lot of criminal activity that goes on in there i don't know why but i always assumed there were cameras that had him Mm -hmm. on and i think we've seen them this season but we don't think we have any proof to say that there were any cameras all right they do have a lot of security they've highlighted them this season yeah quite a few scenes intriguing they should have footage then that was weird to me like why they wouldn't but then like you said raquel maybe they had didn't have them like for a reason (laughs) yeah and now obviously you know the people are trying to kill them they might have decided to like fit them in Whereas before they was probably trying to protect themselves. They didn't want to be be caught, recorded, um, doing something criminal or Mm -hmm. dodgy. So probably it would make sense. But yeah, I was also going to say that before, obviously, we had uh, Lise talking about uh, the witnesses aren't really reliable. Um, I was thinking, like, even if I was a member of the jury, you kind of like, well, you're giving uh, Eugene the, the chance to kind of like tell his side of the story. But like, even yeah. if I was a jury, a member of the jury, even though I feel for him, and I said that earlier, like he still killed somebody. So even if you kind of like see his motives and why he did it, you still find him guilty. So that's why I was like, what is Lee going to really do with what's his goal? But yeah, it's really good. Does she turn over? Then we see little Mo walking sadly through the neighborhood. He passes some guys that don't say hi back. Sad for little Mo. Before a car speeds around the corner towards him and Keith is great here. Because in the span of like half a second, he quickly changes from his like slightly sad, dejected 
walk to a more confident stride and stands up straight, tries to hide his limp. Mm. And it's our buddy Chris. Look out for our interview with Chief, the actor that plays Chris, later this week. Lil Mo accurately guesses he wants to talk about a coup d'etat, because in Chris's words, the queen's slipping. You were her advisor, loyal mm-hmm. to the fucking end, and where did that get you? Uh, Maurice does not seem to hold a grudge. Not killed, he says, which Chris points out is a low fucking bar. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Lil Mo bluntly explains to him that if this insurrection doesn't work, they're all going to be dead. Which is also true. Right, exactly. Tells him it doesn't matter what Big Mo did to him, he's desire for life, but Chris tells him they are desire now little mo does not look convinced to me i don't know what'd you guys think when we saw little mo in the bath in the previous episode um when he was touching his tattoo i was thinking you know he'd want to get rid of it but now when he says you know in or out doesn't matter i'm desire for life i was like oh okay yeah i was surprised i I mean obviously we're gonna talk about this later but the way that he was in Chris's house, I thought they were definitely going to reclaim desire for themselves. I thought he was going to be a smarter than everybody else because he seems to be the smart one of the bunch, but in just walk away from it all. Like, I thought he was just right. wasn't going to get involved with it. Yeah, he had the opportunity to walk. Yeah. And turns out Jimmy brought Michael to see the prep for the groundbreaking of the Baxter District, but the boys are just bonding away. Michael finds it odd. Fee is running from their criminal activity and runs straight to a recently released convict. And then they both discuss how neither has told Fia the extent of what the other has done. And Jimmy said that she'd been through so much by the time they found out she was pregnant that he wanted to protect her image of Adam. And for his part, Michael's tired of being judgmental. He used to be the purveyor of right and wrong, and he doesn't want to do that anymore. Again, my Jimmy blinders on, but I thought it was really cute when he's like, he wanted to protect her memory of Adam. So that's yeah. why, you know, he's never said anything about, right. you know, what actually happened. Do we believe him? Do you think that's why? Maybe in a way. I, I think he does care. I think that's maybe yeah, why we like him so much. So. Because he's empathetic to like his kids and his family, even though he mm-hmm. is not empathetic to other things. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do think he did it in part because of that, or maybe he saw that he could use it at some point. Mm. I, you know, it could be a combination. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think he is being genuine there. Yeah, I agree. I think he is because he does care about her more than anything. I think he cares more about Fia than for Carlo. Yeah, I think so. Like you saw in the first season, they had uh, they had a good bond and. I do. I also remember that Fia didn't like Carlo very much in season one, especially when he came out of jail. Oh yeah, yeah, that changed over the course of the year. Yes, it did. I like how Michael talking about how he doesn't want to be a judge anymore was a good transition to Lee telling the jury how much she hates the courtroom and New Orleans, for that matter. A lot of good transitions in this episode. Yeah. But yeah, so she hates the courtroom and she hates New Orleans for that matter in a way only someone who's from New Orleans is allowed to hate it. But it was inside these walls that I learned the most painful lesson of my life. Don't trust anyone. She's talking about Michael. She launches into like a really good opening statement about the NOPD and all their lies that everyone thought he was dead because the NOPD told the world he was. They solved the case, then they unsolved it, then they solved it again. And the state can't even call on the actual detective who did this and then attempted to murder this child in the middle of the city because he killed himself with the same gun he used to shoot Eugene. What was he trying to cover up? 
But most of all, don't trust anyone. Don't trust the witnesses. Obviously, don't trust the lawyers. Even the judge. That robe is just a robe. For Eugene's sake, I do not think she should have gone there. I do not think that was necessary. I know she's bitter about Michael, but that's not smart. She was ballsy. Yes, it was ballsy. Her point is, after everything this boy's been through, Eugene is putting his trust in you, the jury. And she calls him a boy a lot, which is smart. Made me really emotional. I know. I care for these kids so much, and he's been so silly and he's probably made his own bed but um he's still a child and he's such a sweet boy he's a child and he's pushed you know the circumstances pushed him i mean it's not an excuse he's still like the other lawyer said he still went with the intent but he wouldn't have done any of that if what we saw in the first episode wouldn't have happened and murder aside he's still now that little mo has gone a different direction he's like the only moral character Mm. surviving at this point but he did murder someone which i yeah. give him a pass for and it's awkward likely a great great area then but yeah my favorite part of um her opening testimony was here's the wildest part of all despite the police force that attacked him the justice system that failed him and the city that turned his back on him eugene jones has chosen to trust you please take care of this child yeah it's really good yeah, she's appealing to the jury. You know, she doesn't want to side with a judge. Like she's just she's mm-hmm. really appealing mm-hmm. to the jury to create that reasonable doubt and for them to, you know, feel bad for Eugene because yeah. she knows that the facts alone can convict him. So that's the issue. Yeah. yeah. But she also knows there's clearly not enough enough evidence for it. So then again, she's just been really, really smart in her tactics mm-hmm. because yeah, yeah, there's not enough evidence to convince him otherwise they would have probably already showed it yeah interested to see the rest of the trial Mm -hmm. then there's a cool shot of everybody's gold shovels and their name plaques at the groundbreaking along with the mayor and the calibri i believe um men are on those plaques as well Mm-hmm. And Jimmy asks Michael if he believes in second chances. And the answer is he doesn't know. That's what this is for Jimmy, an opportunity to start anew. And Michael looks straight at him and asks, does he think he earned that? And Jimmy just answers that baby Rocco gave him hope again. And he's given Michael a family, the Baxter family. Maybe they should be bros. <laughs> God damn. In fact, Frankie has recently been furloughed. Good word for what happened. And Jimmy wants someone wise to advise him. He's offering Michael a job. Michael says he's done with crime and Jimmy tells him that's the whole point. He wants to be completely legitimate and Michael can help him. He's got the mind that he needs, whether he's been disbarred or not. They can't take his brain away. He wants to make it their legacy. These guys are so cute together. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me how he says he wants to go. He wants to have a legitimate business, but it's not going to be legitimate. He knows that the Calibri family is going to, mm-hmm. you know, use the ports for illegal activities. So, well, he thinks they're only going to use it until it's built. Right. That's yeah. the deal that he made with them. But they're still going to use it. So it's not, yeah, it's, totally. you know, so it's, right. it's interesting. Yeah. That's why I was like, I felt like Jimmy was kind of playing Michael instead of the other way around as well, like we were discussing earlier, because he almost felt like he kind of was like hiding things from Michael and clearly was lying to him because he can't really be that deluded to believe that everything is going to be legitimate because it's not. And he knows it's not. Yeah. So I don't know who's like trying to like get him to do like side with him and then get involved in some you know illegal stuff to maybe use it against it i don't know i don't know what these are because obviously this is what michael wants michael wants to get close to him to use it to deliver him to um olivia but i don't know what 
Jamie wants from Michael. Like, I don't see, is it really be genuine? Is he, does he just want him? I think so. Like, I think he is deluded and is yeah. being genuine in this. This is kind of like the, the easiest way for him to get, you know, when I saw this scene, I'm like, is, did he really just offer him a job? Like, that's mm. like, <laughs> so I was like, what? I'll get Jimmy. And Jimmy just offered me a job. It worked like perfectly well. So <laughs> I was like, so all he has to do is say yes. And he's already there. So yeah. Jimmy wouldn't offer him a job. I don't know if he knows that he's doing illegal stuff. So I guess we go back to like, like you said, who's playing who here? Mm. Yeah, and even Michael seems to be like, mm, this doesn't sound like you. Like, again, that's all he wants, but still he feels like he shouldn't take it because there seems to be more to it than with Jimmy showing, I think. I don't know. I feel like uh, after the last week's episode where Gina fucked him up, I do feel like I may be naive, but I feel like he is being like genuinely wanting to start like fresh. I have a feeling that next week he's gonna blow that out of the water. <laughs> and yeah, but even Carla, when like they're talking in the car with like with Michael, even Carla sees that that's not true. Right, and Carla's no, that's not. <laughs> sure. Carla's definitely not smarter than Jimmy, so I don't know. Yeah, although I do think, like you said, like I do think Jimmy knows that obviously they're still doing illegal things and that that is a lie obviously I don't think he's deluded there because um when we see him talking to Fia later you know he lies to her but I do think he genuinely wants to move forward in some possible way that he can (laughs) so yeah he's kind of like pretending to be legitimate until he is legitimate manifesting it he's got candles and (laughs) (laughs) I kind of thought of the, uh, I mean, probably we'll talk about it later, but I realized that he realized maybe that Michael was playing him when he talked to Fia. When Fia told him, you know, that his reaction told me that he, I mean, he's smart, that in that moment he put two and two together because why would Michael just appear out of nowhere, you know, like have a concern and then ask all these questions. So, and then he Mm -hmm. pulls out of the deal. So I'm like, Michael's fucked. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Then Little Mo comes to deliver a message to Big Mo and bluntly says what I want to. She blew up everything so she could impress her girl. Mm-hmm. She tells him he's ballsy to come here like that, but he hits back. She never should have made him a free agent, which is true. And when she challenges his loyalty, he tells her loyalty is earned and so is betrayal. You told us when it comes to desire, it's all in or all out. You haven't been all in for a while. It's time to get out. That conversation was great. Yeah. I wonder, though, if he's saying that Chris didn't earn enough to betray her, you know, with that line. I don't know. I mean, at this point, I still thought he was with Chris, but... You know, we, we don't see the full conversation. What deal? Big Mo. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. something happens afterwards. Something had to happen, yeah. Because I love that you never should have made me a free agent line. I think it's one of my favorite uh, ones of the, of the season. Yeah. Which is true. And again, it's the most disappointed to see him wasting it like that. Yeah. Me too. Walk away. I love the shot of when we first see Big Mo looking through the broken glass. It was it was great. Oh, yeah. It is a great shot and says a lot. It does. And since we've been hanging with Big Mo, we transition to her arch nemesis, Gina, who's shockingly perjuring herself in court, insisting that she <laughs> saw Eugene kill Adam after aiming at Carlo. And Lee does a great job challenging her testimony, implying she did not actually see him commit the crime, which, by the way, as you said, Raquel, she did not. We went back to watch. 
She can't remember what hand he was holding the gun in. She didn't attempt to stop it, etc. And Lee also revisits Carlos killing of Kofi and the arrangement to be in a New Orleans jail when he's supposed to be in a completely different prison anyway. And she doesn't accept Rocco's funeral as a sufficient reason to conveniently be in Kofi's jail that day. And Lee, Lee gets objected to like many times in this scene, but I'm really enjoying her do not give a fuck anymore attitude. Mm. She's very effective too. The DA is concerned. Fee is near tears. Gina knows she just got owned. And so <laughs> Jarek asks for a new witness, Michael Desiato, Adam's father. Now Lee is displeased. Yeah. Gina's um, active. She's like a completely different woman in the stand. You know, yeah. like she's such a bitch. Mm-hmm. I love how Lee like, really makes her prove herself to be like, I'll do anything for my children. And I'm like, oh. Yes, mm. it turns around for her like, well, you should have stopped. Right, except take a bullet. Just something yeah. almost shot. So you clearly did not watch it. I almost forgot too that like in season one, Lee was the one that went to the, was it the prison warden or the sheriff or someone that actually. She took the belongings to the family. Yes, that's right. Uh-huh. I don't remember, but she knows that Michael through the Kofi case. That's why Carlo got acquitted, right? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she definitely knows the ins and outs of what happened. Yeah. So, but she wanted to use that against the state attorney, whatever Jarek is. So yeah, she definitely, she definitely. Okay. Knows. But then I don't know why she's like, I don't mind if Michael not testifying. Like, why does she have to lose? I didn't quite understand that. I mean, did he see it? He definitely. He's the only person that could have seen it, but you don't see that either. You okay. don't know if he's just because he's looking through a window, so he he sees Adam getting killed and shot. Right. But I don't know if he sees the person that's shooting. the shooter, right? And like you pointed out, and I relearned today, it's like his fault that Eugene gets in because he's mm. distracting yeah. counselors. That's <laughs> extra sad. I wonder if they're trying to prove that Eugene wasn't there because Eugene drops his gun, so yeah. they probably have prints. So Eugene was there. They're just trying to see. I don't know. Like he did it. So I don't know what they're trying. When I like analyze the thing, I'm like, what are they trying to prove that that it wasn't him? That there's reasonable doubt that it was not, you know, first degree murder. That maybe it was manslaughter. I think her main argument is that the police are dirty and you can't trust the evidence. Yeah. right. Like, it could like, have been a staged plant. Exactly. Yeah, they could have planted the gun. True. If you go and watch the scene again, there's literally you don't see anybody actually witnessing him. Really Even when he runs away, by the time people turn around, he's already gone. Well, I guess if Michael's if Michael saw him, you know, he's the only one that can say that he did it, but he can just lie about it. Yeah. I mean, he's lied about a lot of everything things. else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, That's what I'm saying. Point. Like it wouldn't yeah. be the end of the world if he even testified saying that he did see Eugene, because you know, she's probably going to prove that he's staged the whole thing. And the reason why his family is all dead is because he blamed uh, Coffee mm-hmm. for his son's killing. Yeah, make him not a trustworthy witness. The judge tells him to take it to his chambers where, before they get started, the judge takes a moment to tell them he hates them. But go ahead and preview Mr. Desiato's testimony for me anyway. He's the father of the victim. He can talk to who the victim was, and he may have been an eyewitness to the shooting. But Cherik doesn't know for sure because Michael refused to talk to him. The judge wants memos by tomorrow, and then he'll make his ruling. I think it would be a no-brainer that Michael needs to be allowed to testify if he's willing, you know, having yeah. been there and being the father. Anyway, I'm quite sure they're going to allow him to testify. So Make really good drama, so yeah, I'm sure he will. <laughs> 
him back in the court too. It's a great way to end the entire show. And if he doesn't want to, they can force him, you know, and subpoena him. She said he can refuse. Maybe it's like a Fifth Amendment thing. I don't know. I mean, I think she's saying that they cannot force him. That's why I understood, but again, I don't, don't know how it works. Why? All right. And Jimmy and Michael are back from their adventure and appropriately sit around a chessboard. Jimmy really wants Michael to work with him, but Michael's no dummy and tells him he can't say he wants to be on the up and up and then accept money from the Calabri family at the same time. He also tells him in jail the one moment he thought about the most was that time at the marina when Jimmy had the gun to Michael's head because he thought he was driving the car. Why didn't he just let him shoot him? Because then Adam would have gotten away clean. But not really because Adam was terrible at covering it up. And oh my God, that was my note. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Don't take this too hard. Your son was going to die anyway. But the point is, what if the true test of family isn't loyalty, but sacrifice? Me thinks that that line does not bode well for Michael in the finale. But Michael continues, if he joins Jimmy's family, he fears the sacrifices he'd have to make. Sometimes there's a gun to your head and you don't even know it. Like Jimmy right now with the feds. Do you think Michael was warning Jimmy here a little? A little. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it was a really clever way of putting it. And yeah, I think he was definitely telling him to watch his back. I do think Michael was warning Jimmy here, but I'm wondering, do you think that Jimmy understood what he was saying and that's why he went ahead and got rid of the whole Baxter district idea? I think he probably remembered it when after Fia was talking and remember right. Michael saying yeah. that and was like, oh, <laughs> that's what he meant by that, you know? Like he's giving him a hint. Right. I agree with what Scarlett said earlier. Like I think by the end of it, he, he definitely put two and two together yeah. with yeah michael's whole thing and then this specific sentence mm-hmm. it was just sad hearing michael also say that you know if he had have just killed him back at the marina then like none of this has happened would have happened and obviously yeah it is true and <laughs> yeah it is surprising too then if he could mm-hmm. have just taken the blame but when a gun is to your head it's interesting because he would have this season he would have definitely taken a bullet to his head Yes. No hesitation, whereas before he really wanted to fight for his he own life, which is obviously... Yes, that's a good uh, parallel there. And Carlo's flirting with a new girl at the bar when Michael asks him for a ride, which is a bold move when he could just take a cab, but I'm so yeah. glad he did because these two yeah. are so great together. Carlo tells him he looked up Harry the Hook, but turns out that precedent only stands in a few states, not this one, so you were just fucking with me then. And Michael agrees, yeah, I was just fucking with you. Michael tells Carlo... What Jimmy just told him that he's going legit and Carlo tells him that's like waking up with a hangover and swearing off alcohol. <laughs> Carlo's not happy though when Michael tells him Jimmy offered him a job doing the legit stuff. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Yeah. Mm. Carlo's like, I'm not his driver. I'm like, mate, you, you kind of are. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> the way he puts his hands up, like, are you sure you know? Because <laughs> you're just driving me around. <laughs> I love how he says like, yeah, I'm fucking with you and then proceeds to fuck with him a little bit more. Even like, more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so funny do you think carlo is implying here that he's got a deal going on with gina on the side and maybe carmine mm, i didn't think about that i think that's why michael tells olivia to follow him i think that was his i wouldn't impression. be surprised if he's siding with gina right against his own dad although i do yeah. think he really really cares about what his um jimmy thinks of him so yeah yeah i, I think know. in that case he thinks he's getting away with both i think that maybe that's why he asked a ride because he wanted to feel carlo out because he knows mm-hmm. it's a lot yeah. easier to get carlo talking yeah yeah because of how the conversation went you know that's when he tells olivia follow carlo around because carlo is the one that's going to be doing the dirty stuff yeah 
And he's also going to be the one that's going to fuck up. Oh, for sure. For sure. I also don't think that Michael gives a shit what happens to Kylo if he mm. goes to jail. Because obviously yeah. Michael knows what actually happened. I think he would like to see him get his karma. Yeah. I also wonder the Harry the Hook thing and how he said, you know, he listed off the states that it's an actual law. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Can that be changed? Well, it's not a law even. It's just precedent. So if yeah. they went to court, the lawyer would present it as mm-hmm. this case established this. So, I mean, it happened. It was the first time it happened. So it could, mm-hmm. be the first could time potentially it happen here. again. Yeah. Right. But I think he's going to get got for another crime. He'd probably do something stupid again. As criminals yeah. are wont to do, they always get caught for something stupid after yeah. they get mm-hmm. away with something in life. Yeah. When we were talking to Joey, um, that was my <laughs> only uh, thing I could predict or what I thought might happen was uh, Carlo would be back in jail. Yeah, I think so. I, like when we talked to Joey, I can't remember if I said this or not, but yesterday I was thinking that Michael would lie on the stand, but now I'm feeling like he really doesn't want to lie anymore. Is there a way for him to protect Eugene without lying, like sacrifice yes. himself? I think it can protect him. Just say that he didn't see him. But if he did see him, I don't. I'm questioning if he would lie at this point. I think mm. he's trying to get away from that. What I was thinking about is like, how can he, if he still wants to protect Charlie, which I doubt. I mean, this wasn't like mentioned in the episode. Like, if he if he's put in the stand and everything, like, which I'm pretty sure is what's going to happen. Everything blows open. They're going to ask mm-hmm. him, you know, like who he called, you know, Rudy's mm-hmm. dead. So they can just blame it all on Rudy and he'll protect Charlie. But does he want to protect Charlie? Like, I've been thinking about that. Like, if we're going to see that in the last episode, I'm really curious. I'm just wondering if there's something more that we've, we still don't know. Because again, I, I don't really know yet why Lee is so against Michael being a witness. I don't know if yeah. we're going to find out more about what happened and the connections between everybody. Yeah. Looking forward to Friday. And Michael does warn Carlo on his way out of the car that smuggling is a crime and ignorance is no defense. So he gives him a fair warning before he goes and tells Olivia to follow him. I like that line. I wonder too, though, like his phone vibrates and he's like, oh, I got to get out. And I'm like, God, Olivia is so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> you know where he is. Just let him be. <laughs> right. I don't think she uh... trusted him, though. That's. No, yeah. thing. like she mm-hmm. just really wants to be like, you need to talk to me. You need to tell me everything they're saying. It's like we are out late when you're a kid, and like your mom's texts you like 15 times, <laughs> and you're like, "Mom, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, mom. <laughs> I am on my way back home." Yeah, <laughs> I literally thought that he was gonna get out of Carlo's car and get in Olivia's car with Carlo right there, and he was gonna see it. When I saw that scene, I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> Now Roderick is back. Chris is at a warehouse to meet with him and pay him the money that he stole from Pufas and claims to be the new and improved desire. Sadly, Roderick doesn't like new and he requires a Mo to be present at all meetings. Doesn't matter if it's Big Mo or Little Mo, he just needs a Mo. <laughs> Luckily, Little Mo is waiting in the shadows and he comes in to rubber stamp the deal. Chris is getting excited now. Oh, don't get excited, Chris. Don't. It's a bad sign. This is just the beginning, he says. And right after Roderick tells him he doesn't trust the stability of their institution, Big Mo steps out of the shadows and tells him it looks more like the end to her. Roderick gives her a nod and a God save the queen, which was great, before he removes himself from the drama. And Chris's guys outside are getting 
killed too, it seems. Chris calls Lil Mo a fucking traitor. And Lil Mo tells him he doesn't think he knows what that word means. And Chris continues, how the fuck could you side with her? Great acting by Chief here. It's so good. And Keith. That right there is my auntie. He says it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, it is cute. Big Mo adds, blood is blood. You made a bad call. And I guess he did. Made a bad calculation. I did too. I did not. Yeah, I would not have thought of it disappointed. She says she might give up desire one day, but nobody's taking it from her. And then it's time for little Mo to kill Chris. And Chris himself moves the gun up to his head for him, which I liked. I really liked that bit. Actually, it was a, the acting was great. Powerful scene. Yeah. But when Lil Mo can't pull the trigger, Big Mo steps up and Lil Mo turns around. Chris gets one last fuck you in before she pulls the trigger. And that scene fucking killed me. Lil Mo used to be my fave. I'm so sad. You've switched again. (laughs) You're a flip-flopper. I like how he wasn't the one pulling the trigger. I think he generally can't do that. But I keep thinking of um, Chris's mom, how happy she was when... She's totally a mo. Oh, She's gonna kill them. No, oh my god! Now you're just killing. I don't know if they got any other children, but like, oh yeah. Oh. I also thought of her like immediately. Yeah, I think it's interesting. She says blood is blood, yet oh she my god, fucked her sister and um, exactly both her nephews. Both her nephews. You know, I'm like, mm, she I don't... didn't care about blood. Yeah, she doesn't care about yeah. blood. That line annoyed me so much. Yeah, I was like. Are you serious? Even when Lila Mo was like, oh, that's my auntie. Like, yeah, she didn't give a shit about you like three episodes ago. Like, right. why do you care? Oh, very disappointed in Lila Mo. I still love him, but yeah. No, I don't love him anymore. He's out. I'm off Lil Mo. <laughs> I agree with Raquel. I mean, I, I, it impacted me that he, he visibly couldn't pull the trigger. Mm. And it shows the difference between like, where little Mo is and where Big Mo is, you know, and how the power corrupts people and how they keep their humanity and all that. I mean, mm-hmm. they're still making shitty decisions, you know, don't get me wrong, but you can see those different levels of, you know, what affects them. And I think it's very interesting how they've showed, they've showed it in the show. Yeah. I mean, why did he make that decision? Like she is yeah. making very bad, unsafe decisions for desire. It's probably all he knows, loyalty, mm-hmm. because she didn't kill him. Obviously, it means something to him that she didn't kill him. Like, he's said yeah. that, you know, in this episode. But Again, that's literally such a low bar, like Chris Exactly. Said, like, really? <laughs> that's how I feel. But she, he should have died. And he probably didn't die because, you know, she cares about him because of loyalty. I don't know. I mean, the rules no. in that life are completely different. But Right. But, like, just pulling out of that deal should have gotten him killed, right? When she's just like, you're at the spot where you're supposed to exchange the money for the drugs. Don't do it. Like, that'll get you killed in that world. I know that much. And she didn't care. <laughs> you probably change your mind next week. No, I won't. There, no, I, there are lines crossed and I can't go back. Oh, me. no. Not a little okay. I guess it, um, it does make me sad also that he knew by doing this, uh, Chris was going to die. Either yeah. way, if him pulling the trigger or her pulling triggers. So. Yeah. yeah, it was the same result. That's very true. All right, then Fia's the Jemmy is promising she'll forgive whatever he tells her right now, but she wants to know the whole truth. I was sure she was wired up for this as she makes him admit like to crime after crime. Like, what a great strategy, Fia. But she wasn't. She just warns him that the feds are after him and she wouldn't cooperate with them. Also, he tells her Kofi's house was legitimately a gas leak. What the fuck? It wasn't, right? Probably a gas leak that they cost. (laughs) 
Uh, it turns out Michael hopped out of Carlo's car prematurely to go tell on him to Olivia, tells her to follow Carlo. Whatever he's going to do, he's going to do soon. Then Charlie calls Olivia to drop a bomb. Jimmy Baxter just pulled out of the Baxter district. Michael's confused. Maybe he is going legit. I would like them to work together very much. But that's a big deal because that's been like all he cared about, aside of his children, all season. Mm-hmm. I was for sure, though, that Jimmy was going to be watching in a car somewhere. I was like waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. And I no, it never happened. I was very surprised. <laughs> right. Yeah. I look forward to the next episode to see if he does know that Michael was trying to fuck him over. I'm sure he does. There's going to be more to that story. And Big Mo, Little Mo, and Russell walk into the Desi Boulet, where Janelle is crushing it as usual to Crimea River. But then they do the breakup proper in the cool as fuck dressing room. I love that dressing room. My favorite set. Big Mo needs Janelle to love every part of her. She bought this bar for her dad, her grandfather, but she bought that stage for Janelle. Janelle is not having it. She It kills her. The Big Mo doesn't realize she's the best version of herself with Janelle. And she gives the ring back and turns and walks away. So will she keep singing there? I'm confused. It's such a cool bar. She should stay. I thought at first that maybe she was just with Big Mo because she was going to be able to get things. And then after the scene, I realized that she really does care. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I think she loves her. Um, and I know, and I think Big Mo loves her, too. But she's just too corrupted at this point to choose love over power. Yeah. Is she expecting her to literally, like, get out of desire for her? Like, literally drop the whole thing? It seems that way, yeah. Which is obviously stupid to think that she would do that, but... Yeah. She thinks she can fix her, but she can't. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I love how she almost cried, but she doesn't. Like, she's that stoic, like... Yeah. I love how they chose that song. <laughs> yeah, that song was good. It was perfect. <laughs> when we did the interview with, with Chris and he said that line that she says to Big Mel, like, if you keep turning your heart off... At some point, you know, uh-huh. you're not going to be able to turn it back in. And mm. that's pretty much it. Yeah. I wonder if it will affect her much, as in Big Mo next week, like any of her actions or what happens. You'd think, but she didn't seem that affected by it. In the past, you know, Janelle said something where you thought, oh, maybe she'll help her become, I guess, a better person maybe. Mm. And, but now she's actually left her by the looks of it. So, you know. You can either go both ways, like it could be like she can maybe realise that she's losing something really important because she's doing all these yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or she can just, you know, be like, okay, that was my chance and now I've lost that too. I'm just going to turn even even more evil. Yeah, true. It could go either way, you're right. Back at Liz's, there's a knock at the door. I correctly predicted who this was, but Michael definitely did not. He hasn't seen Lee since the season finale though, right? No, he looked, uh, he also looked very shocked when she, yes. <laughs> when she walked in. Very. Lee tells him she's there because the prosecution is calling him to testify and tells him not to be the one that sends Eugene to prison for life, which outrages Liz. Where does she get off walking into this house and asking him to let Adam's killer walk free? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael asks her what she'd have him do. And she's got one word for him. Lie. It's so good. So goodly. As she points out, after all the lying and manipulation he's been doing since season one, he's going to draw the line here and feel good about himself. Michael asks her, what has the alternative ever gotten us? Lee, I'm done lying. Just keep me out of that courtroom. What is going to happen? I really, like, he really does seem to be done lying. Yeah. I'm going to be really mad if this is really where he drops, uh, draws the line and becomes really, like, honest now. Like, 
right. after everything is done who <laughs> you gay man he needs somebody to be on his side and if this is it mm-hmm. that he can't lie I think the difference will be like the amount of time Eugene's gonna get you know unless there's a mistrial because of all the corruption but yeah and possibly mm. you know that's that's the only way that he can really save Eugene if he says he didn't see him then I guess maybe he'll get less time but he is going to serve time in prison Feels like he's not going to survive prison though. That's I think that's the main thing for Lee. Like they're also scared that he's going to, you know, mm-hmm. get killed in prison. Absolutely. That's kind of what I thought Lee was going to do, like trying to expose something that would cause either like the prosecutors to like drop the case or cause a mistrial. I don't know. But we will see. That's that's what she wanted to do. But then Eugene said he wanted to go to trial because he wants to tell his side of the story. That's that's where everything changed. I love how Elizabeth's attitude in the scene, she's just like, seriously, fuck off, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I love how she's like so clueless about a lot of the things that happen. I know. Yeah, that's wild. Lee's just like, I'm asking Michael to fix this one thing that he broke. Like, Elizabeth should be like, what? What did he break? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's he done? What's all this yeah. lying and corruption? I know nothing about this. It's also wild. She's literally asking him to perjure herself himself, like right mm. in front of Liz. Like, yeah, <laughs> very <laughs> bold. What are your predictions for the finale? Otherwise, I think Michael's gonna die. No, get that out of here. Doesn't seem to be in any great danger at the moment. What do you think is going to get him there? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think he's <laughs> gonna kill him. <laughs> I do think his line about sacrifice meant he's going to sacrifice himself somehow but I don't know how mm-hmm. or yeah I don't know how that would work like if he goes up there and says literally everything that's happened what happens to him like I assume you would go to jail right no I assume that he would go back to jail and I am guessing though the time that he served they'll put it and he'll serve less I don't know how it works but I think that's what's going to happen and that's the only way that Eugene can get less time but everybody's going to go down Charlie the police department yeah everybody that's what i'm thinking that maybe you know they will drop the charges because once they you know once they start like talking about what's happened everybody's involved yeah i wonder also if since michael knows what um happened with robin's death and how charlie was partly involved or if he would go on the stand and tell the truth and also implicate charlie or Mm, whether he's like a better friend (laughs) than that yeah i still feel like there should be more to that than what we've given i don't know yeah i don't know me too yeah and i kind of want a third season as well so i don't want michael dying i want something you know (laughs) really dramatic to happen and be like oh my god i also think that you know michael knows that eugene killed his son like we kind of forget about that because all so many things happened so in the end you know this Mm -hmm. is the this is the boy that killed your boy but do you think Michael feels responsible for that? I do think yes. I do think he feels guilt for it. And because yeah. how we've seen how Michael is, how good he is, and how he's always tied to doing the right thing, that he won't like want Eugene to pay fully mm. for what he did because he knows that it was a consequence of his decision, like Jimmy told him in the bar. So I think that's what we're gonna see in the finale. I mean, I hope that that's what we see in the finale. I, um, I've got a bad feeling that Jimmy might die and I've thought that this whole season and I've Me been too. so happy every time he's uh, lived through the episode. Um, but, yeah, I've got a bad feeling something's going to happen. 
I do. I definitely think either Jimmy or Michael will die. Yeah, I I don't think Michael's gonna die. I just think that would be horrifying to the story. <laughs> the one thing that keeps everything together, like he's in the middle. If we lose Michael, I don't know how they're gonna be able to like keep. I don't know. I don't know what they want to do with the first season. They might want to stop with this one. I think they said they're stopping with this one. There's nothing official either way, is there? Definitely not. Yeah. Do you have any predictions for the Desire crew, or do you think we've kind of seen like the end of that? Or I think that's settled for now. Yeah, but I'm surprised that that whole Gina Big Move war is like over like that. Like I don't. Oh yeah. Do you think something might happen with that yeah. in the final? I'd like to think so. And it's interesting what you said, Kate, about Carla maybe siding with Gina. I do think that that's what's going on in the background. That might push Jimmy to do something stupid and kick a start, I think. Oh, one good thing. Joey said Django is going to be in the finale. Yay. And he's going to live. I've missed him. Yay. I saw him in the preview, so. Yay. What's he doing in the preview? Tell me. Michael's, Michael's walking Django. Oh, yes, we finally get to see them walking. Because, <laughs> like, the second Django hasn't been used, as far as we know, right? He's only been seen at Liz's house. Oh, yeah, right, because they said that, did they say the outdoor scenes or something were in right with one Django and the indoor no, scenes? Uh, yeah, so we get the new Django. What's going to happen with Fear? Do you, think, do you think she's going to find out everything? Yes, I do. And I think that she is not going to forgive Michael or... Maybe she does kill somebody. She gets so angry. Maybe she uses that popsicle technique. Yes. Still rooting for that. Yeah, I've been waiting for that because, I mean, I mean, how can you, like, pretend to have, like, a relationship when you're, like, holding on to this bit of information that's crucial? Yeah. Well, that's both sides of her family, Jimmy and Michael and everybody. <laughs> everybody knows about her the guy that got her you know pregnant is the guy that killed her brother like that is like how is she gonna live with that she's gonna drop his middle name i bet (laughs) i don't think he should be those names should be attached to each other i know right he knows the truth every time i think about (laughs) rocco adam baxter pretty fucked up do you guys (laughs) think she'll find out from michael or do you think maybe um gina's gonna i just had a thought that maybe gina will be really pissed that the Baxter district is no longer going ahead and she'll spill. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting if she finds out like during a trial or something. Mm-hmm. Like no one actually yeah. tells her, which is even more uh-huh. of a betrayal. Offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. To learn from like Lee or whatever. Yeah. Instead of your family. Again, like you said, it'd be infuriating to know that every single member of your family on both sides, like even Michael. Have lied is, to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Olivia. To try and push her to go back. Oh, yeah, Olivia is hurting people. That's a good call. I do wonder if we'll find out more about her as well. There's so much like to mm, do in yeah. like one episode. Like it's, it's oh, no, right? crazy. But they're good at that. So I feel, yeah. I feel, I feel good. They usually that. have a lot of scenes, so we can go bam, bam, <laughs> bam, bam, bam. I had a few notes where like I type them down and then like two scenes later that like, I get resolved and I get my answer really quickly. Like it's, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. They don't mess about with that. No. Okay, I think that's a wrap on our analysis of the penultimate episode of Your Honor, season two. I'm so excited for Friday and the final episode. So come back next week and we shall discuss. Can't wait.
Bye. Bye.